don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most live. Hey, hey. Hey, hey yo. <laughs> we are back. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? You two crazy cats. Yeah, I'm all right, good. man. Had a nice snooze this afternoon. Well needed. You know, it's nothing yeah. like it, it snooze, right? I like, I'm like a, I rarely like, can like pile up good sleep. So I really appreciate little cat naps that I can get here and there. And I never like, th that's how I know I'm tired, right? Because then I'll just wake yeah. up, oh, I'm on the couch, fuck, fell asleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're dreaming too. Like you're deep. Yeah, so like, it's I'm like, you fall in my dreams. Real shit. <laughs> Alex, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm brother? doing good. I'm doing good. We're super busy getting ready to smoke and talk about one. I mean, this movie, I'm not going to say it's like my childhood or anything, but man, this movie was on TV so much. I've seen this movie. I'll say it's my childhood. hundred times, easily. This is one of those ones when I saw it on like a sleepover at one of my cousins, you know what I mean? And then I continued to rent that motherfucker like over and over again. <laughs> Once again, like, I'm left in the dark. I never even heard of the film, but I know Phoebe Cates, though. Yeah. I do know her. <laughs> I mean, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, she was showing the little itty bitties. You know? Yeah, she had that iconic you know, walk out of the pool, right? Slow-mo. She was every childhood boy's dream. That's like, true. for decades, right? For you guys, for me, I mean, and before I mean, me. I mean, she, yeah, I mean, she was like such an iconic scene. And when did that movie come out? I mean, that movie. 1980, came out. I think. 84. 84. Yeah. Fast Times so, at Ridgemont yeah. High? Yeah. I challenge you. I think it was. Oh, it was 90? No, I think it was earlier. I think it was 82, 81. No way. I thought it was like 90. Okay, no. Okay, it was earlier. It was 82, not 84. Wow. wow. There we go. Oh, yes. I got Let it. it Give him a ding. Hit him with a ding. Actually, I'm usually good with dates for some reason. The date's taking my head. Is 82. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this you guys were like amoebas back then, not even amoebas. You guys, <laughs> not even zygotes, nothing. You guys didn't exist. So have you ever th th you know, thought about this? What were you doing? Think about what it was like before you were born. Like what your existence. You know what's consciousness. funny is like, I feel like, like internally, subconsciously, I remember all my past lives. Oh, yeah? I feel like it, yeah. Here we go, but, here we but go. it's always foggy. Because, you know, whenever you feel like <laughs> you've been... When you feel like you've been yeah. somewhere, you can't deny that feeling. I'm on live, man. Or like you know someone and you really never met them or... Yeah. Weird kind of feelings. I mean, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, uh, I feel that with all my online buddies. <laughs> yeah, like Huss and you now, Nelly, and you know what I mean. And like, like I've actually Ooh. met Huss or like my man JD and Kev in, real, in, in the physical realm as well. But like, but it, I don't feel like I don't feel not as close to like Peacock or Spencer or any of the other guys that I haven't yet to meet yet. You know what I mean? Because we've been rocking for so long that I feel like in our past lives somewhere we rocked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because yeah, I think you're connected. They say you're connected somehow spiritually yeah, through energy find each other. past families and all that stuff. Clusters yeah. of I mean, six, of what do they say? The sixth degree of separation, right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, but because you guys know me, that means you know Diddy. Because through six degree of separation, I've met Diddy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure through six, like, okay, look at all. I met Cameron and all of them now 
through through Nelly, through six <laughs> degree of separation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this That's true. This, think of how big and giant the world is, and how many of us on here, right? And if we all just keep reincarnating and stuff like that, the six degree of separation never goes away. We, you know what I mean? Heck yeah, yeah I, I think it's cool to think to think that uh, even if you go a year ago, right? If you just yeah. take two arbitrary people, and you said, okay, those people are going to meet. 10 years from now at this point in time. But you can't do that, but that's how it works, though. Pretty yeah. much. Someone could have picked out us three. I mean, oh, you guys are doing your podcast. Like, come on, get out of here. But then we're doing it. Think about this. Right? Me and Huss, you know what I'm saying? He was playing fantasy before me. I started playing a couple years later, or maybe like six years later. So that put me on the path to meeting him, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere along those ways, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what it was for us, but for me, it was like 2009. I remember distinctly. That was when I first saw Paid in Full. You know what I'm saying? So I was a little late on Paid in Full. And I swear, it had such an impact, especially when, like, because during that time, I was going to, you know, we were going to New York and all this shit, like, doing business and stuff. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, then, then the next time I went to New York, and then we were in Harlem, and I'm like, hey, yo, be, like, talking to the homies that <laughs> like I felt like I'm like oh shit now like I didn't know the rich history but now I know it and I'm like wow I'm so nostalgic you know what I mean like yeah. and you were a part of that movie so like and it's you know it's kind of crazy right like I'm putting you on a timeline of how we met you you know what I mean like, because right. of me and Hus and we, you know we didn't even know we had this affinity for the movie Paid in Full until it came up in conversation you know what I'm saying when we were talking about doing this movie thing like Paid in Full was one of those oh we're for sure doing that one. Yeah. Not knowing that all the while Marty's been has been like rocking with us already. And then when we do paid in full, my, my brother Marty, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, your brother Marty. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, by the way, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was in that movie. <laughs> and my reaction, of course, is no fucking way. No way. <laughs> yeah. You know what my reaction was? Do you remember what my reaction was? No. Of course he is. <laughs> It's gonna be somebody's brother. <laughs> Might as well be. I said, <laughs> I said, make the fucking phone call. But yeah, but check this out. Silver screen breakdowners. We got Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, this movie wow. came out in 1991. $6.7 million budget. I, I don't know where all that went. Maybe Nelly will know. And the box office, almost 15 mil. So I guess it close to doubled up their budget. But this was one of those ones that was definitely a flop, like in the movie theater. And I mean, kind of since became a cult classic. It's crazy. Like, you can't even go out there. They didn't even press this movie anymore. To go out and get the DVD, you got to spend like $50, you know, or something like that. It's but, like the book of oh, Eli, wow. bro. It's like the book of Eli. There's actual versions of me. Telling the story of Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. And they sell it because that's how hard it is to the Hearst. What up, Hearst? Thanks for joining in on Silver Screen Breakdown's YouTube channel. If you guys yeah, are listening on the podcast or on the Hustler Network, make sure you go subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdown's YouTube channel and podcast. Yeah, A lot we of are, are podcasting live, simulcasting from all different kinds of platforms. Man, shout out to everybody that's rocking with us. Phoebe Cates. Now, this is a very different role than, than Fast Times at Ridgemont High, definitely. I love the way that the movie starts. It's not Phoebe Cates, but it's like 
you know, her as a younger girl. And the mom's reading a bedtime story. <laughs> and it's just so funny. <laughs> they lived and the prince and the princess lived happily ever after. And she was like, how do you know that they lived happily ever after? And the mom was like, well, if the princess was a bad girl, the prince just would have left her. And her response is, what a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it starts. Like, hey, this could be a good movie. And it was the cla- the classic 90s credits animated, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like yeah, those like, credits, man. I mean, but th- th- that's how it was in the late 80s and 90s and early 90s. True. You know, the... You know, the man, everybody did an animated, like, little three-minute joint. Like, that's just what they did back then, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like the, uh, what's it called? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And, yeah, jeans. And, uh, I mean, there was a gang of them, and the list goes on. Like, I hate that I can't think of any else right now off the top of my head, but, man. All right, Nelly, let's well, get Tim Burton, Burton stuff. You know nothing about this movie when you're going in, and now all you get is the, <laughs> what a pile of shit. You know, scene. Yeah, I tell you, it was a, an emotional roller coaster that film was. <laughs> it wasn't the film itself. It was like, what is this thing? This is like a Disney. What do you guys have me watching? <laughs> but I started off with this, you all this is a pile of shit. I go, okay, we're starting off good. And then Phoebe Cates. And then just like the first 10, 50 minutes, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. What is it? This is Disney? <laughs> this, right? was, this was and not. Then, um, and then there's not- a couple of things that, was happen- that start happening. I go, okay, this is all right. And then it's like, okay, no, this is weird. This is like, what is going on? <laughs> like, I feel like while I'm watching a Disney film, and even my, I was watching with my neighbors, saying, yeah, this is a Disney show. I go, no, the little girl already said that. That's a hunk of shit. So I don't think it's Disney. Right. But then later yeah. on, it seemed like it was. Even the music. Like, like the the Mega I'm like, it man, it was- wasn't sexy at all. She was like a, playing a nerd. No. So I'm like, I go, what, what is So how is this like a good film? So I'm watching it. And then, then I had to start breaking down like, okay, what it's actors a, are good a bit of a, I guess you can call it a coming of age story of sorts. You know what I mean? Kind of. Right? Yeah, in a sense for like the girl. But there and, was an esoteric message that I got from it though, uh, near the okay. end though. Pray tell. No, I could maybe say that near the end, maybe. Oh, okay. okay. Like, the third okay. act. Yeah, something yeah, I got yeah, from yeah. it. That, it got a little deep. I go, oh, okay, that's what that was. And that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So I will tell you that <laughs> for sure, that guy carried the film. If it wasn't for him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the comedian. It would have gone nowhere if it wasn't for the genie dude. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever it is. Come on, drop that Fred's the man. Oh, yeah, Fred. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Fred, like Fred. that film would have been nothing. <laughs> See, like, I mean, it's crazy. So it jumps, I mean, from her being a little kid to the credits to, uh, I think it said 21 years later, you know, so 25, 26. Oh, she was a five-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, we don't know what the heck is like going on. Like when, if you've never watched this before, I mean, she's like, then you see her kind of look like she's spying on someone. Then you end up finding out it's like her husband and she goes in there and like, Almost to like say like I don't know she like she's making up this big like story in her head of what she's about to say, kind of rehearsing, and as soon as she starts like about to talk to him, <laughs> like he's just super smooth, like he just starts talking to her like no you Charles. were right one of us had to make a big move and you were the one who made it and yeah you told me to go live with Annabella she's like what I did <laughs> yeah that was kind of confusing I was like aren't they married like what is this like what. So that that even added to my confusion a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, because, you know, here's the thing. She, they never, I mean, 
they referenced the dad, right? Like her having a dad when she was younger. And they show in the flashbacks. Yeah, right. And then like, but then you know, he's gone, obviously. He's died, yeah. right? And like no, he left. So, you know, skipped town on the mom. Yeah, the mom is oh, brutal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Straight up. <laughs> One of those modern women uh, of today's age, the modern woman. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, back in the days too. See, back in the days, you could just leave the family, bruh. If he was a dad, and you go to the next county and start another family and they'll never fucking know it, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you that part, the they'll never county. know that part, but now they still leave in easy, they, they leave easier now, but that part that you would never know. Now everyone knows shit, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I'm saying that I yeah. can purpose it back in the days. They just leave. Like, well, you know what? Uh, I'm going out for a pack of smokes, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gone, right? Yeah, and you're so on point because, you know, those songs, Papa Was a Rolling Stone and stuff. Yeah. And they go, yeah, I heard he had another family or he just disappeared or I'd yep. see him once in a while. Mm-hmm. You always see that. Even at close range with Sean Penn in that movie, they, they got stuff like that. Like you he just a guy with, he, he, They do a double take. I thought I saw a dad. Yeah, exactly. Or a guy that looked like him. Yeah. And so, now you know you saw your dad on social media somewhere else. Yeah. So there's yeah, no man. mystery anymore. Right. Yeah, but it was just kind of crazy because, you know, you see the different psycholo- what it does psychologically as you grow up. You know what I mean? So in this case, this broad, you know what I mean? Imagine that. She never never had nobody to confide in. See, one thing you forgot to mention is that they locked away Fred. She made she taped up Fred away, right? Well, we, had, well, we haven't even started. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Slowly roll, <laughs> The only thing that we know about her so far is she's gone through it. There's obviously drama with the guy. And, I mean, she even starts not chasing him necessarily, but following her in the car, following him in the car and she was like, I don't even remember what she says, but he's like, I'm not going to throw, you know, we're not just going to never see each other again. We've been together two years. She was like, it's been three years. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and then she got, then he drives off. She goes to a payphone. And while she's at the yeah, I was just about to mention that. Yeah. Talking to her friend, you know, venting to her friend. She leaves her purse right there. <laughs> Someone pulls out a hammer, breaks her window. Jacks the purse, and then someone comes along and then gets in her car and jacks the car. <laughs> and just while, while she's happening, and while she's on supposed to be on lunch break from work. Yeah, and so me at this point, not knowing nothing about the film, like, what is this film? This is like that's so stupid. Now she got no car. Like, what's where's this story gonna go? And then you know he drives down the street, and then my next thought is like, hmm, I wonder what city this is. Like, where are they shooting this film? <laughs> Look where they shoot the film because I was like, man, yeah, this, this is this ridiculous. Like or something? I was like, I thought it was Portland. I go, this is Portland. I was trying to figure out where they're shooting because <laughs> I was being disengaged. I was like, this is crazy, man. So mm-hmm. it was up and down. Anyway, go on, Alex. Go on. Then she <laughs> makes it into. She makes it back to her job, and she happens. She works in a courthouse. She's like a court reporter, and like they're waiting for her to like start the trial or whatever they're doing. And uh, she was like, yeah, I lost my money, my husband, my car, and all this, and venting. Then she goes to sit down, and can you you approach the bench, please? You're fired. So, loses everything, like, all in the span of the first, like, two minutes, like, of the movie. (laughs) And I think this is where it all, you know, it all, we start getting a little bit more info on what's really going on. Right, because uh, we know that she's got some issues, and then she goes and she's talking to her friend and Carrie Fisher, by the way, playing her friend. Frick, and yeah. she was good. I liked her character, though. I was yeah, good. yeah, she was awesome. Leah, 
Leah knows it. Leah. Leah, yeah, Leah. Yep. So and, it was actually, and it was her running into an old childhood friend after she got fired. That's pretty much what. Yeah, what, what was Buddy's name? Mickey. Mickey, yeah. And so she was, he's talking about his daughter. And he was like, yeah, she's kind of, she's a handful though. Kind of like you were when you were young. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she was like, well, yeah. Do you remember what you did to my grandma? Yeah. To grandma. <laughs> All that paint was thrown on her. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't. Do that. <laughs> and she was like, and he was like, yeah, you said that back then too. You said it was Fred. And she was like, oh, drop dead Fred. And then that's where we get the first drop dead Fred. She hadn't heard that in years, probably. Yeah, she had a big smile on her face, too. She probably had suppressed the memory of Fred for so long. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, just imagine, like, I mean, we'll talk about it later as we get to it, but it was such a traumatic experience for her losing her imaginary friend that, yeah, I mean, she was... I mean, she's pretty much still five years old. I mean, you look at the way, like, she dresses. She's in, like, a goofy, nerdy, like, you know, floor-length dress. Like, her mom dressed her or something. And, you you know... Yeah, totally, like... Yeah, totally whack. (laughs) How how did she lose him, though, back when she was five or six or whatever? Well, Well, we're going to get to it. it, Are we getting to that? Yeah, we'll we'll just skip ahead a little bit because she she goes back to her mom's house and like the mom just says she's got to stay there. Like the mom's just been controlling her entire life. The mega yeah, and it even kept the room intact and like you know what I mean, just like kind of like still views her as the little girl that stayed in that room and you know what I mean. Yeah, and so she finds it's a jack in the box that you see tape on it. And oh, yeah, later, that's right. Yeah. Later we find out it's the mom who taped it up, and like the reason the dad left is because the mom was trying to force him to like tape up the box and tape the imaginary, you know, friend away or whatever. And that's why he actually left. And so she, she, remember he's like, he lives in the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not all about the little kid, the little girl. So endearing, so adorable. The little girl. actually. She was great. I think she was in like Matilda or like Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, you know what's crazy is like, it reminds me of my daughters when they were at age, like, super witty and super like you know i mean they weren't cursing or nothing like that but you know what i mean like it's kind of crazy years later because i actually watched that with my oldest when she was young yeah i mean yeah she was a good uh she yeah she played the part well she was good heck yeah and so it's crazy when she even just when phoebe cates gets back to her mom's house and she's like, now she's thinking about drop dead Fred, like some she hadn't thought about in 25 years or 21 years, whatever it is. And she asked the mom, she was like, do you remember like th- that I had imaginary friend when I was younger <laughs> and or when I was little? And she was like, no, I don't remember that. And she was like, really? You don't remember? And she was like, no, I don't remember drop dead Fred. <laughs> oh, she was trying not, because she was trying to, she probably spent years of trying to suppress you know enforce the suppressed memory you know what i mean well and like okay let's just jump into it a little oh. bit because a big like and what up chris bay a what big, up dad a big slot in the house what up what up Thanks. i mean a big storyline in this movie is her like going to the doctors you know and just having an imaginary friend in general you know to the mom she's insane right like she says it multiple times throughout the movie it's because it was also the 90s so they're a little more insensitive but yes you know mental health that's what they she was assuming she was 
Yeah. And so, I mean, this is something that we're going to be, you know, talking about throughout the movie. Did you, did Fred exist? Was he real or is she just clinically insane? Like that's going to be one of the things that we're going back and forth on a lot. And it all starts with her like opening up, you know, the opening up the Jack of the box, he comes out and She's obviously going through a traumatic experience. He comes out bouncing around everywhere too. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you who Fred was. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you who Fred was. Let's I got to figure it. that out, man. Because I, I'm just going to say right now, I'm on the side of magic. And there's a realm that he's just, he's, you know, an imaginary friend, but it's a realm that exists. And like the imagination is the actual realm that the kids have, and you know, and this is where their imaginary friends live. You know what I mean? Well, more on the lines of like little monsters, maybe. Yes, like little monsters. Interdimensional, motherfucker. Listen, that's how I always took it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I, I, I once had this uh, employee. This is back in like 2016, 2017. And I, I asked her once. They go, "Hey, I won't say her name." Like, hey. Did you used to have a, like an imaginary friend when you were a kid? She goes, "Yeah, how'd you know?" I know. I said, "I know you type." But how I figured it out though is she would she would like like almost talk to herself or mumble under her breath, right? I caught her a few times. Like she's like talking. She's like, "Did you say something?" She goes, "No." Okay. Thought nothing of it. Then weeks goes by or months even, and then I would just catch it. But I want to bring it up to her. Then one day I just said, "Hey, did you have an imaginary friend?" She goes, "Yeah." I go, yeah, it just, it just seems like you talk to yourself every now and then. But it's all right. It's cool. I just notice these things. Hey, hey, she could be schizophrenic for real. What's that? She could be schizophrenic for real. You know what I mean? No, nah, she was the most normal chick you'd ever meet, though. Yeah, but I mean, maybe she couldn't be like, um, you know, she could have me on meds that control it. Like, I mean, I'm just saying because my girl works with, with in mental health for, for hella years. Uh-huh. And like, you know what I'm saying? And before I, you know, I, I knew in depth about mental health and different, like, you know, the different layers, bro. Like, I used to think they were just crazy people, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, you'll see them, man, you know what I mean? Like, out in public and like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, schizophrenics are, they're the ones that be talking to themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're, well, like they're talking to themselves. They're talking yeah, to their conversations are so, not that my employees was, but their conversations yeah. can be so real that they, they gotta be talking to something that we just can't see because how do you have a conversation just with yourself like that? Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Say like it was real and we knew it to be real because someone said it was fact. It was proven somehow one way or another, right? People wouldn't second guess it. But when the, you can't explain it away, they go, this person's crazy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Like, like when we all, like when I smoke DMT, bro, you know what I'm saying? You go to other realms where I go, other people went to the same place. You know what I mean? We don't just have this same exact vivid description of something. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to a place. So, it, my, I believe, you know what I mean? Like, you, you get what I'm saying, though? Hey, and if you do DMT with someone else, do, 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 you yeah. have the, do you have the experience together on the same DMT uh, dimensional plane? Fuck yeah. Like, Fuck are you, yeah. Like, you're with that person, right? Or are you it's not like I'm looking, by yourself? It's not like I'm looking over and I see this person out there with me. Unless if I do, they might look different. Maybe the representation is different. Maybe their avatar in this realm is different. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. When you're talking yeah, but, about but, girl, but, but, we, Yeah. But you know, before I don't want to take us too off the rails. Go ahead. Right. When you were talking about that girl, Nellie, it made me think of Fresh Prince. Hillary, I forget who she was talking to. 
she was like, yeah, I never had any imaginary friends. She was like, I just played with Carlton's imaginary friends, and they were such losers. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And she was also a dumb act, though. <laughs> oh, she's funny. Like, it was in her character to be dumb or ditzy or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? So, Drop Dead Fred is now on, on Phoebe Cates' mind. And she finds the jack-in-the-box and everything, but kind of by the window seal. And then she, like, wakes up and, like, the jack-in-the-box starts, like, spinning itself, you know? And then, yes. like, she turns the light on and then she takes off the tape and then he just comes, you know, flying out. Now, the thing that's crazy, and I know this is kind of going forward a little bit, but we've seen him kind of, like, transport himself from place to place. even Teleportation, yep. Yeah, even if it's in the exact same room, but like him just disappearing and then ending mm-hmm. up in a different spot. How come he couldn't do that? And how come he couldn't get out of the Because jacket? I guess that's his... I see, that's the thing, though. You gotta have the magic aspect. If there is like a genie in the lamp-esque thing going on here, he's trapped in there. Hence, like, because it's it's taped up. Or maybe, you know, you had to... You get what I'm saying? You had to wind <laughs> it. I still need to watch this movie. On weed. <laughs> right. I heard that he's never seen this movie. It's an old school movie. It's one you had to watch. It's dumb. You'll love it. You got me thinking. I'm thinking about that scenario yeah. you just presented, Alex. I mean, I know I mean, that. I mean, realm of reality, right? Maybe he's got more power in this reality because this reality is more I mean, malleable. If it's, her, if it's all in her mind, let's go with that. If it's all in her mind, when she gets there, she hadn't been th- she hadn't thought of Drop Dead Friend in a minute till her until Mickey brings it up. Right, and then she goes with Mary. You know what they're not saying is all the thousands of ther- hours of therapy that she probably went through as a kid, and, yeah, and trying to make sure she forgets who Drive Their Friend is. Mom points out that somewhere in the movie where she right, like, and then so here's her going back to where it all started. Now she's as a grown adult, and like kind of picking up where she left off. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's all in her mind, you know what I mean. Like Otherwise. Person. In my version, it's because she went back and he's like, bitch, why the fuck you leave me stuck in that motherfucker for hell alone? You know what I mean? And see, like, said, slow face. <laughs> what happened to you? You got up here. He truly <laughs> loves her, too. He truly loves her. And I'll tell exactly. you why like, in the third he's act. He's like the only one he who truly has loves her, her best interest. He's huh? truly the only one who has her best interest. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, yeah. yeah, but even though he he wreaks havoc on people around him. Yeah, because fuck those people, though. See, I feel him, though. He's like, well, you know what? You don't need them. She mentions it to Mickey. I can't remember if it's at the beginning or when they have their little lunch or whatever, that he would always come around. She was like, he would always come around when my mom was, well, you know. She doesn't, yeah, like, say crazy. it, but, yeah, I mean, pretty sure her mom oh, her and ties her up and, like, all types of shit. You know, yeah, remember the mom was crazy, bro. This yeah. was like he was like a protective angel, per se. Almost. Of sorts. Yeah. That's where I'm gonna go in the third act. That's what it's <laughs> all about. They gave, him a, they gave him a perpetual glow in the end, remember? Yeah. Oh no, kind of like the like uh the guy that like a heavenly perpetual light, remember? They kind of yeah. I mean, you know, I'm skipping ahead, but you know, you know, we'll get, 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 to, get back to now. It. Here's one of the now here's one of the things where this comes down to like Bogey says, magic or insanity. Like maybe that's what it could be. Magic or insanity. There it is. 
because now Fred gets all excited, like, oh, now we could do a doll. Now we could re- make Walt Havoc, you know, happen. And so then they go downstairs. She's barefoot and in, like, some old-school nightgown. And Fred goes, goes outside. We see him come in on a handstand and then jumps right over into the carpet where she's not, where no one's supposed to go. And he's got dog poo all over his feet, starts smearing it all over the carpet, all over the white couch, you know, and everything. I guess if he really wasn't there, how did she get all the shit everywhere? Because she didn't have shoes, wasn't on her hands or anything. Because he was there. (laughs) He was there. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think the whole movie was congruent that way, right? Because there's certain things that he would do. That you it would have to he would have to have been there, at least I was gonna say physically, but at least apart from her, yeah. Now he's doing these things and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and like you said, it's not really congruent all the way through because I mean they do go into little into little phases of that and then back and forth. And <clears throat> the next morning she wakes up and she goes downstairs. The mom's like cleaning, you know everything, and uh, yeah, I mean she. It's like, was he really there? Like, I think even to herself, like, she's like still trying to figure it out. Is he really there? Was this a dream? And then, of course, she sees him pop back up and he sees yeah. the mega bitch. And it's the first time we ever hear her referred to as the mega bitch. <laughs> yeah. So that was the time when it was, uh, he saw cobwebs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. Right. He's sliding underneath her, her, skirt, <laughs> her dress cobwebs and phoebe cage just start dying just starts dying no no the cobwebs he saw cobwebs per se like she wasn't wearing underwear or was it that she wasn't getting any play i'm assuming it's that she's like you know which disgusting old mega bitch that nobody you know would ever have sex with yeah right she's getting no play (laughs) yeah that's what i thought it was but then i heard like my neighbor was saying that was the other way around. I go, well, I never thought of that, but that could be true too. And Maybe Crispy just wasn't... Never this movie either. Yeah, Crispy. I mean, this movie came out in 1991. So yeah, I would assume like a grown adults weren't like, you know. Clamoring to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I wasn't. Yeah, I was five when this movie came out. <laughs> Probably six, maybe when I've seen it. But yeah, that was definitely one of the funniest part there. Cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. And then there's, the, there's, there's a couple one there's a few one liners in the film. I'll give it that. The I mean the physical comedy keeps up where I mean she, the mom opens the door to the refrigerator and you know he's like oh what's in here and like she shuts the door on his head and then he like pulls out his head. He's got the long neck and the flat face and all that. So they're doing goofy stuff. Yeah, he had that flat face like the Family Guy's kid. Yeah, the football head. Yeah, exactly. You kind of sound like that kid. Maybe that kid was fashioned from him. You uh-huh. never know. Maybe. Maybe. He was obnoxious. He sounds. He sound. They sound similar. Yeah. And you know those kids that do the those voiceovers for the for those kids uh, cartoons. They're adults. Oh yeah, for sure. They could just make their voices. You know. Because you know, with Bart Simpson, it's a woman, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And- see, and that's the thing. You, you don't think it's a woman, but it's a woman playing the its voice. You know, Bart Simpson is saying bogey. Yeah. And then and so, so you're not you can tell whenever you hear the Bart Simpson laugh, then you can tell it's a woman because like, you know what I mean? It kind of has that little, you know what I mean? Maybe because I know it's a woman, I can always tell when I hear the laugh. Maybe I'll say that now. 
But yeah, Bart. Yeah. I mean, I, and I could the guy who does Homer. He does Doctor Hibbert. He does. He does uh, Skinner. Skinner as well. Well, Skinner, yeah, Skinner. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell, you know what I mean? Like, yep. There's a Nelson character on that show. Yeah. (laughs) Hit the drop. (laughs) But he's not cool, though. (laughs) No, I love Nelson. Is that from Nelson? He's an asshole. (laughs) I love him, He's He's repping me well. He's a fan favorite for me. Oh, for sure. So, Boogie, so so that uh, sound effect, (laughs) is that him? Yeah, yep. I didn't know that. So here on the you know these podcasts I listen to, they use that the, these the sound effects, and that's one of them. I didn't know where they yeah. got it from. He's, he's, the, he's the bully who laughs at everybody for everything. I almost want you to pull up that yeah. clip. <laughs> hey everybody, it's the bully who it's the kid who laughs at everyone. <laughs> Let's laugh at him. Really? I never seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like they did like a Pulp Fiction style episode of Simpsons. Right, and and then yeah, that's one of the little the little storylines in there is like how Nelson just he laughs at everyone, just everything he's watching, every, all the calamity, people yeah. falling on a skateboard, <laughs> someone fucking uh, you know drops their ice cream, <laughs> you know he's just on the corner laughing at everyone. He sees this dude driving in a small car, but he's a giant. He's basically like driving in a car like this, and he was like. <laughs> This dude stops and gets out of the car, right? And he's a giant. You know what I mean? (laughs) You laughing at me? Because I can't afford a regular size automobile. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right? And he says, so he makes he pulls his pants down and makes a march. No march. (laughs) And he follows them in his car and he's everybody's talking to Horn. Everybody. (laughs) He says, wave at the people, right? He's waving. And her said Alec with the 55 sound. 55! Classic. Yeah. I know who that is. So this is kind of where Team Insanity comes a little bit into play because, like, when she's talking to the mom, you know, she's, like, talking to the mom, but Fred's yelling at her at the same time, and she, like, can't get her head straight, you know? Like, she's, like, answering Fred and kind of talking at the same time and stuff. And, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you could. She's a little bit crazy for sure, and it's probably a little bit because of Fred. And that's the point where it started to get a little interesting when you started to see her interact when Fred is supposedly there, and then the other people are trying to react with her. Then it started to get interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was getting funny. Then they're like, "Okay, all right." Oh yeah, and you were in the Matrix when we talked about the cobwebs, Bogey. <laughs> Yeah, you missed the cobwebs. That was one of the highlights. One of the highlights. Okay, you gotta remember. Okay, listen, I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's guys like Jim Carrey movies, this movie. A lot of my immaturity till uh, as a grown man comes from these movies, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) We never really grow up true. No, I'm just saying, like, this shit that is funny because he looks up and he says, Come with me. Nobody's fucked her in ages. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bogey knows better which it was. It wasn't the other one. Yeah. And then so she probably ain't shaving either. So there you go. It's probably both. Fred runs yeah, outside and then Phoebe Cates chases him. And then Fred just runs in the middle of the street and gets hit by a fire truck. Apparently, his shoes are still there. And then she has like a big flashback. It's like she gets these flashbacks 
as I mean, these are things that must be just like repressed memories that she had. Yeah, because yeah. it's all coming back now. Yeah, she has this repressed memory of her and Fred playing burglars in the yeah. house. And it always starts with him slapping her to wake her ass up. Yeah. <laughs> bonking her on the head. Middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, the, the parents upstairs are freaking out because they're breaking shit like downstairs and they don't even look. They just See, so so in that aspect, he was able to get out of his box whenever he wanted. Right? Well, he, he wasn't in from the, the magic aspect. Well, he wasn't in the box at this point yet. Well, I mean, he would okay. I always just figured like that was like where he would like retire to at the end of the night. You know what I mean? No, he wasn't like a genie. It like, wasn't his bed. No. Okay. <laughs> you can see I had it all figured out in my head for years. He would just kind of disappear. I mean, never really like I mean, when she's a, when they're adults, like he was she was like, "Let's go play hide and seek." And then like, I don't know, like he said he went out to like the shed and then like who knows, maybe he just slept there for all the hell we know. <laughs> but yeah, so they're they're dressed like burglars. Now they're outside. It's crazy because like and see, and that's what I wonder. Is it Fred who's breaking the window? Or is it really her who found the hammer? <laughs> it was like just crashing the fucking window just so they can go outside. You right. know, bag of all the uh, the stuff that they stole from inside. And I mean it could be so if you want to look at like the, the you know the schizophrenic like version of it, right? Here's the because when you're schizophrenic, you're gonna have delusions, you know what I mean? Like whole entire projections. Yeah. You're not just, you know, because you can, there's difference between having the voices and then having the full-on projections and all of it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, my girl said they, they say audio, they call it audio, like that means like you, you hear voices or like you know what I mean, you have full-on projections, like they see something there that's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But see, that's also a thing too, is like, hey, what if you know, like they say, we only use one tenth of our brain, right? Yeah. I just, I right? Just, like, what if, like, what if, like, we're only seeing, we, with our regular eyes, we're only able to see a certain thing, but if it's modified in a certain way, or your mind is modified, or whatever, you know what I mean? You know, because also, let's not. What if, it's like, what if it's like Fight Club, you know, where he has the project, he has the projection of yeah. really him well, doing. But it's him. Everything. Yeah. See, I like that aspect, but. He, but then, but when stuff physically happens elsewhere too, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll get to it. Well, I'll point some up when we get to it. Where it's like, I don't right. think in this movie they really thought that much of the congruency of it because they were kind of like, they weren't consistent. You know, Nelson, we were thinking about this since the 90s, man. <laughs> <laughs> we still can't figure it out, man. So these cops are freaking idiots, though, by the way. The cops who show up, they're like, they're banging on the door. And like, they're gonna try to like kick in the door, but they kick it like perfectly in the little panel where like the door just like breaks through kind of, but they still can't well, I mean, get you're, Technically you're all trained to do that, but yeah, it looked hella funny as fuck. Well, I mean, it's different. I mean, if they would have- perfect. If he would have kicked it a foot higher, like he was supposed to, the whole door probably would have kicked and opened. Instead, it's like they kicked it and then just like kicked a big ass hole, like in the door itself. Yeah, and, that's like, it's, it's too perfect. Like how does he- <laughs> And the cops going upstairs all slow, and like the husband or whatever, like he like tackles the cop, like that's the crazy thing, and then he gets like taken to jail, yeah. <laughs> and all that, and uh, and then <laughs> it's funny because like in I mean, and who knows? Is this Fred? Is this in her mind? Where he was like, all right, snot face, I'm gonna take the rap. He's like, when the cops, when the police come, 
you just yell, drop dead friend did it. <laughs> and she can't get it out. She just, every time someone's going, drop dead drop dead <laughs> <laughs> That poor little girl, she's, I ain't read like, it's so, it's like she's, so, the, the little girl actor's so good. She's like, I didn't it's it right. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Is she, the way she acts is you believe it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. She is telling them, Mom, drop dead Fred did this shit. And they're like, damn it, my, my six-year-old is off her rocker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. It was, when they did the robbery, was this the same? What, what, did we get to when she's like, oh, this looks like a nice pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't doing the robbery, right? Wasn't that before? No, it was another, because it was another flashback where he's like, you know, he's like, ooh, poop on the thing, poop on the thing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? When you look at the footprints, they're huge. Yeah. That was, okay, yeah. that was when you were in the Matrix, and that's why I said if it was her. Uh, yeah, yeah we did mention that, yeah. Shoes or, like, something to, like, make this, because she wasn't wearing shoes. Like, she was just in, like, a white dress, you know, white, like, nightgown. It was shit everywhere. Yeah, you think they'd oh, figure that out, put two and two together. Like, these footprints aren't real. They're, like, big, you got Bigfoot, we got a little girl. Yeah. Yeah, we really just have no idea. Where's the shoes too, you know? I'm just So after she uh, after she gets all sad, I didn't say it right. And then she starts looking around for Fred. And he's up in the tree. She's like, I thought you're not wearing a coward. <laughs> I'm not a coward. <laughs> Are they gone? <laughs> he's um, leptocon, I think, this guy. Yeah. He's, he's a genie slash leprechaun slash I mean he's a scary ass no. Hey, listen, he really got love for the kid though. You know what I mean? But he's also just like, he's also all the way a bitch. You know what I mean? He's like, like green clothes, red hair. I mean, he's got leprechaun written all over. Because the kid is him. He has to have love for himself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Lepre leprechauns are, they are, they, that's in their nature, right? Like the lore of leprechauns is like to like trick you and, you know what I mean? Yeah, leprechauns aren't really your friendly creatures, are no, they? No, at all. But we kind of grew up thinking that, right? Oh, me pot the gold. You know why? Because the goddamn cereal. Yeah. Yeah, they were like nice that movie, The leprechaun movie. Nobody was putting leprechaun in the hood. He was red. It's like honeybees. You know, honey nut cereal with those bees and stuff. The bees are nice. They're friendly bees. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sting you. Totally. The bees will get you, bruh. So what did you think, Nelson? So right after she has this little flashback, she comes back to life. And the mom is like, come on, we're going to be late. And then takes her for a makeover and, you know, to look exactly like her. What did you think of that you see, when you saw their outfit? Oh, I thought she looked good. I go, now we're talking. Now this is the TV case <laughs> I remember. This is, she's all right. She looked fine, though. <laughs> now, we're, now we're getting somewhere in this film. She's the outtake, her and the mom. Finally got no. her hair and makeup did. <laughs> you know, the mom was attractive. The, the mom was good looking. Hey, come on, Princess Leia and the gold thing. Come on, <laughs> Princess, uh, Princess Leia's not the mom, but yeah. Huh? Oh, no, Carrie Fisher. Never mind. Carrie Fisher. Yeah, she was the friend. Her yeah. character, she played it well. She was hilarious. I thought you were talking about, my bad, I forgot who you were talking about. Yeah, the mom. Oh, yeah, she had to make over to look like the mom. That's right. Yeah. Exactly like the mom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the mom. Well, I, I don't like her personality, but she looked good. And that part was a little messed up, though, when they come home and there's the letter and it's from Charles, but it's really and seeing that's another thing, right? Like, and Fred wrote the letter to fuck with her. 
See, and like, okay, see, I guess that's where the magic would come along, right? Because she didn't really write a letter to herself and like leave it in the mail somehow. Like, or I mean, it was on the ground. And and unless she has these blackout spells or something where like she's Fred doing things, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's possible, guys. I mean, that's how you would have to think. You got to think from the psychological aspect. Because, you know, the reason I say the magic is it explains it the easiest, bro. You know, I'm not a religious person, but if you read the Bible, it sounds like a crock of shit unless you believe in magic and aliens. And you're like, oh, it makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, the only way magic those is like, uh, there's no limits to magic. Fuck no. Motherfuckers, okay, look, okay, so you leave the note, he bamboozled her. <laughs> bamboozled her. She's all, now she's all pissed, like, because thinking that it was Charles. And now she's super freaking out. And she goes to Carrie Fisher's house. And uh, which is a houseboat, and I think that's a good place to to wrap up Act One. Kind of build a little bit, and but yeah, we're gonna wrap up Act One, and we'll be back for Act Two. On if you're listening to this on podcast, Act One drops on Monday, Act Two drops on Wednesday, and we're always recording this live every Friday, five o'clock West Coast time on the Silver Screen Break. Tune in for tune in for the next episode this Wednesday. Will Drop Dead Fred reveal himself to be magical? What, what is Carrie now at the houseboat? Will Carrie Fisher's character knock some sense in her? Tune in next time. <laughs> and Nelly Dell, let him know where to find you and follow you. You can find me on Instagram, <laughs> Nelson Tines, or on YouTube. Demo reels and scenes, party scenes and non-party scenes, a compilation, manipulation, and demonstration (laughs) so we'll see you guys for act two later This ain't a dream, we really lit this shit Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit That's where the most high, we the most lit